Bruce this week, I dropped a few videos that revealed to me my biggest trigger, my biggest frustration with Christians and the church today. Uh, and there's a lot of them, but this one by far just kind of exceeds it. And it kind of fuses into every camp, fuses into every ideology. It's infused into how we view politics. It's infused by how we view culture, music, this idea of legalism. Okay, now let me give you guys the brief backstory. Don't want to take too much time because I got a, got a lot of scripture and I want you to watch till the end because there's going to be some good stuff in here that I think you'll be able to walk away, apply uh, with, with a sense of freedom and a sense of just more flourishing and intimacy in your walk with God. But backstory, I did a couple videos this week. I did a video specifically about Chance the Rapper's interview on Kurt Franklin's podcast. Now, I have been fairly critical of Chance the Rapper before. I've been very transparent about some of his shortcomings, my issues with them, to the point where I'm fairly certain Chance has seen my tweets about it. He's seen my, uh, my, my probably has seen my videos about it, and I think he's even responded to my tweets, specifically about the Booty Applaud line. The frustrating part is when you make a video encouraging somebody, when you make a video saying, hey, he did this right here, right? He professed his faith in Jesus. That's awesome. People always confuse that with that as an endorsement of everything he's ever said ever and ever done ever. And that's just silly to me. But in that, I started reading the comments and I found myself fairly triggered and I found myself very annoyed and frustrated. My buddy Trey Van Camp always tells me, don't be a Pharisee to the Pharisees. Don't be don't be harsh on those folks that are religious and then be religious back to them, right? And so that was the first part. And the comments were wild. And, and, and my trigger specifically is when people start questioning other people's salvation because it's just a fair misunderstanding of the gospel, in my opinion, and always equating with an acknowledgement or an affirmation of something someone did right as an equivalent to, to an endorsement of everything they've ever done. Extremely frustrating. I think it lacks critical thinking, and, and that's there. Then, also, this week, we dropped our uh, Is Profanity a Sin video on uh, my channel, which featured my buddy Trey Van Camp, Jason Mayfield, Pastor Roy, and we had a thought, a really good discussion, a really good discussion on profanity, more or less landing at, ah, it's about the heart, it's about the intent. Uh, my position and standard was profanity is just one thing, but our language and idle words is the bigger issue, and profanity is one of those things, but it's more about the intent, and it's probably a sin, but a lot of things you do is probably a sin, which is why you should be dependent and pointed back to the gospel in Jesus. I thought a very good position. Nope. You had people questioning our salvation, calling us devils, and just saying all kinds of wild stuff. When at the end of the day, we literally end the video with saying, yeah, none of us use profanity. Our lives and our day-to-day -day things probably not going to look any different. But no. So guess what? I was extremely triggered. What do I do when I'm triggered? I reply back with nasty comments, two nasty comments. Uh, I, I try to be gracious. I block people left and right. That's one of my favorite things on YouTube. We got this wild thing where if you, if you, it's not a block, you right click and you hide them. And the, the, the savage part about it is they don't know that they're hid from the channel. So they get to watch all the videos. They get to uh, think they're commenting, but no one sees the video. No one sees their comments, but they think they're active. Some of you might be watching this right now in the comments, in the YouTube chat, trying to say something, and we don't see it, right? So such a savage feature, but I enjoy it. And so I was praying about it. 
I had, I just had, I had Trey Van Camp in my freaking ear all week, not literally, like his voice. Don't be a Pharisee to the Pharisees, Ruslan. Don't be a Pharisee to the Pharisees, Ruslan. And I was like, gosh darn it. So I was praying about it and, and I figured out what it is. And it is this issue of legalism. So I got some really good Bible verses for you. I got a really good study for you. I think you guys are really going to find this valuable. I really do encourage you to watch till the end. Hopefully that's vulnerable enough and I am not perfect. All right. I am not perfect. Pray for me. All right, so let's first and foremost talk about what legalism is because it's freaking everywhere and it bugs me. Legalism is emphasizing a system of rules and regulations, okay? It's emphasizing a system of rules and regulations, the law, uh, do's and don'ts, okay? And the part that's frustrating about it is that then the system is for not just achieving spiritual growth or, or, or sanctification, or holiness, it's also the system for achieving your salvation. So what it does is it really writes hard lines where there aren't any. Think of, you can't be a Christian and vote for this party. You can't be a Christian and watch that TV show. You can't be a Christian and listen to that artist, okay? And it doesn't just equate it to your spiritual maturity. It also, a lot of times, equates it to your freaking salvation, okay? Which is very frustrating. Chance the Rapper can't uh, can't say stupid stuff and be a Christian, right? Chance the Rapper can't say booty applaud and be a Christian. Chance the Rapper can't uh, uh, wrestle with weed and profanity and be a Christian, right? It, it's, it's very, it's, it escalates everything to the umph degree, right? And it comes from a place of self-righteousness because this system of rules, which is, which is arbitrary, depending on what camp you're in, more or less um, escalates everything to salvation issues, okay? Now, and it's essentially opposed to the idea of grace. It's essentially opposed to the idea of grace. Now, why, why is grace important? My position about a lot of things, not just language, is that God's standards are so beyond ours. God's ways are so beyond ours. God's, God's got standards for our language, for our sexuality, for our lying, for all of these different things, right? Sin is not just you avoiding movies, dancing, I don't know, secular music and, 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 you know, I don't know, uh, expensive clothes or whatever you, whatever definition like sin is, is, is way deeper and way more offensive to God than we think it is. And this is what I mean. There's degrees of sins. There's sins of commission. Sins of commission is, Hey, you broke the law. You know, you shouldn't have done this. This is a command. This is a standard of God. Boom. You broke the law. You you, you, you fell completely short and you broke the law, right? So that's sins of commission. There's also sins of omission. Sins of omission is, is, is when you know you should have done something, right? Like James says that to know to do the right thing and not do it is sin, right? When, when, when you know you should have done something and you don't do it, right? You know God is telling you to apologize to your spouse, even though it may or may not be your fault, but you don't do it. That's a sin, right? You know that you really need to start working harder at work, but you're still lazy and you're still stealing on the clock and you're still cheating. Your boss, you're lying, you're, you're, you're right? You're stealing from your boss. That's a sin, right? That's a sin of commission and a sin of omission. You're not delivering at the capacity you could be and you're freaking, you know, clocking in and Line. That's a sin, right? So there's sins of commission and there's sins of omission. Sins of omission is falling short of the standard that God has for you. Okay, then, then there's your 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 mouth. 
right? Then there's sometimes your thoughts, the lust, right? Jesus said, you've heard it. It was said that if you, if you commit adultery, right? I tell you, if you want lust after a woman, if you hate your brother, that our thoughts matter, that what we think up here matters. So maybe you aren't dealing with any overt sins of commission or omission. Maybe your sins are more sophisticated like mine's are, but you knew, you know that if we were to take your brain and what's going on in your thought life and amplify it in a big screen, you would be extremely wicked, right? You would be extremely wicked. So there's your thought life. Then there's your motive for doing the good things that you do. What is your motive for doing some of the works that you do? Is it truly from a place of sincerity or are there some ulterior motives there, right? So when we look at sin holistically, when we look at all these different variables, we realize that it's actually a way bigger deal than we think it is. And and, and that leads us into a place of what? Grace. That leads us into a place of, oh, man, I'm a sinner. I am way more offensive to God than I think I am. How dare I judge people and have a us versus them mentality for people who, I don't know, sin differently than I do, vote differently than I do, have different blind spots than I do, maybe aren't there yet with certain revelation. Maybe they haven't been exposed to certain things. We think we were way better than we are, right? And so when we examine ourselves with the law, we realize that it, it, it needs, we, we need the grace. We need the good news. And the good news is, good news because of how bad sin is. So I know it's not cool to talk about sin and talk about all these things, but but I have to break this down. Galatians 3.26, it says, so then the law was our guardian. The law was our guardian. And this is Paul writing to a legalistic church, a church dealing with legalism, right? The law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be what? Justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we no longer we are no longer under a guardian. You're no longer under just rule keeping. Why? Because Christ came. For in Christ, you are all sons of God through what? Through faith, right? For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have been put, have, uh, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. And if you are in Christ, then you are in Abraham's offspring. So what it's saying is, hey, the law was was a foreshadowing. The law was revealing that we needed a savior. The law revealed our sin, the, right? And, and, and Christ comes not to abolish the law. Christ comes to fulfill the law. And Christ's law is even higher than what we thought the law was. And therefore, we need grace. We need mercy. We need forgiveness. We need grace is getting something that you did not deserve. You did not deserve to have Jesus die for you. Okay. You did not deserve to have Jesus die for you. Right? Mercy is is not getting something you should have gotten. I know some of this stuff is basic to some of us, but a lot of folks just aren't getting it. They're just not getting it. And, I, and I'm going to bring it in, this, in, in, in the context of culture and in, in this chance video in a second. But understanding that, listen, a lot of us, a lot of us, do not deserve the grace over our lives. It's a gift, right? And a lot of us have had mercy over our lives. There's a lot of us that could have gone to jail. I could have gone to jail for crimes. There's a mercy there, right? There's a lot of us that we could have had really bad things happen, but for whatever reason, God had mercy. He withheld certain things from us, right? And so, This whole idea is something that's so fundamental to Christianity to me. Let me give you guys this verse. This is Colossians 2, uh, verse 20. If, 
If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you're still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, do not listen to secular music, do not vote this way, do not watch that, do not do all, right? You guys see what I'm saying? Like, you, you, do not eat this, do not do that, do not do it up, right? And he says, referring to things that all perish as they used to, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom, in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity in the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgences of the flesh, okay? They're no value in stopping the indulgences of the flesh, meaning that you can do all the rules. You can do all the rules. You could keep, you could, you could assign a degree of, of, of behavior modification, but if you aren't dealing with the root of your heart, which is what being born again is. It is being transformed and, 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 and having new desires. If you're not dealing with the root, all the behavior modification in the world isn't going to do anything for you, right? All the avoiding things, I'm going to not watch this, not do that, not do this, not look at that, not da 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 da, da isn't going to do anything if there isn't a heart that desires true repentance. And true repentance comes as a byproduct of a regenerated, renewed, born-again heart. So, hopefully this is making sense. Now, that, uh, that was Colossians that was Colossians uh, 3.20. Those of you guys that missed it, 3, excuse me, 2.20. Um, and I'm reading from the ESV tonight, okay? I'm reading from the elect standard version. So, let me, let me, let me break it down this way. Let me break it down this way, okay? Um, we're about to have our second child, okay? We're about to have our second child. It's amazing. Birth, birth is messy. Okay? It's me- it's 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 messy. It could be violent. It, it it could be bloody. It could be wild. Okay? But it's miraculous. It's incredible. It's it's euphoric. It's just there's nothing like seeing your your child born, right? And so when we had Levi, it was a very <laughs> I'm going to say complicated birth, amazing pregnancy, rough birth on my wife. And embracing that with the second child, there's going to be another uh, uh, birth in, I think, six weeks. My, my wife is due April 4th, okay? So birth is in and of itself wild. The scriptures keep using this language of sons and f- the father and, and, and birth pains and being born again. And you know what? Salvation and being born again, it's not peaches and cream all the time. It's freaking messy, okay? People coming to the faith are, 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 are going to impede on your righteous standards sometimes, all right? It's going to be, it's going to be messy. It's going to be, it's going to be even traumatic, right? And so I'll give you an example. We have Levi, amazing baby, good kid, and there's times where he's a child. He's a freaking kid. One time, we're at the bowling alley. We're at the bowling alley. We're having a good time. It's my nephew Samaj's birthday. We're at the bowling alley. Levi's like, I don't know, two and a half, three years old. And, and this is me as a, like, uh, 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 this is a scary moment as a parent. And guess what? Levi wanders off. He wanders off in a crowded bowling alley. He just, and he wanders off. And, I'm, and I look at my wife. I'm like, hey, I thought you had Levi. And she's like, I thought you had Levi. And, we're, and we just freak out. 
right? We, we just freak out. And so what do we do? We go nuts and we're just looking everywhere for him. We're looking around for him, right? And, and then we finally find him and he literally just went from our lane and just walked like, I don't know, five lanes over, right? And just, just wandered away, just wandered away. He's a child. That's what children do. They wander away. What does a good father do? What's a good father do? Where did you go? What's going on? Gosh, let me find you, right? Let me let me bring you in. Let me let me get, get a hold of you, right? So as a two or three-year-old, it's our our responsibility was to keep better track of him. Thankfully, he didn't go very far, but it was terrifying. And so as we're seeing people come to Christ, as we're seeing celebrities, as we're seeing people, you know, I don't know, uh, 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 John Gabbana, Chance the Rapper, Kanye West, guys, it's going to be messy, it's going to be messy as you're seeing your friends and family come across. It's going to be messy. They're going to wander off. They're going to do dumb stuff, okay? And so putting on this yoke of, of, of legalism on them is not, is, is, is not helpful. It's not encouraging. It's, 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 it, every time my son sins against me, he's not out. He's still my son. He's still my DNA. Every time he falls short and is a disobedient son, it doesn't mean he's not saved anymore. It doesn't mean I don't love him anymore. Okay? So let's go and look at legalism versus holiness. Okay? Legalism versus holiness. Here we go. Legalism is a mentality of have to. Okay? Legalism is a mentality of have to. You have to do certain things. You have to stop doing this. You have to go to church. You have to do A, B, and C. Right? It's a have to mentality. Okay? Holiness, holiness says you get to. Holiness says you get to be obedient to God. Holiness says you get to be generous and give. Holiness says you get to read your Bible. You get to be in a church. You get to fellowship, right? Legalism says you have to, or you're not saved, or you're not mature. Holiness says, hey, you get to. You get to be set apart. You get to live different than the world. Okay, let's keep going. Legalism questions everything. Any, any shortcoming, any shortcoming, legalism questions the salvation. Oh, uh, 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 John Gabbana, yeah, he made this amazing proclamation of Jesus, and he used to be this rapper named Bunks, and his life is completely turned around. Ruslan, that's so cool, man. But why in the video before that is he saying it's okay for him to smoke weed? I don't know. I don't think it's okay to smoke weed, right? Don't question a man's salvation. He's not there yet. He's making a mess. Okay, he's wandering off in a specific area. Okay, so so legalism is always questioning someone's salvation. Legalism is always escalating things. Ruslan, you said it's okay because da, da, da. you must not be saved, right? It always questions and escalates everything to the umph degree. Holiness corrects. Holiness gently corrects. Galatians six. He, who, he those of you that are spiritual, correct. Gently correct those that have wandered off, right? Holiness gently corrects, okay? Legalism is about shame. It, 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 it makes you feel ashamed. It keeps you in shame. It is intended to, to weaponize your sin against you and make you feel ashamed. Holiness restores. Holiness says, you know what? You fell short in this, brother. Let me, let me restore you. Let me restore you, Okay? Legalism is about appearances. How does it look? Ruslan, you have tattoos. You don't look like a Christian, right? You don't look like a Christian. You, 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 you wear Jordans. You don't look like a Christian. You, I, I don't know, whatever, fill in a blank, right? Legalism 
is about appearances. It's about how things look, right? Holiness is about character. Holiness is about the character behind the, the, the person, right? It's not about the appearance because if any of you guys had sat and asked me, why did you get tattoos, Ruslan? I would explain exactly why I got tattoos. I did a whole video about it. Right. And so it's looking, it's looking at the appearance instead of looking at the character. Right. What is the character behind this person? Right. Where are they at instead of just judging the appearance? Legalism puts an puts emphasis on non-essentials. Whatever the non-essentials are in their camp, name the camp. If you're in the in the uh, hyper right evangelical league, it's, it's it's Jesus and Trump. It's just, that's an essential issue. The politics are essential. It's 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 almost a salvation issue. If you're a charismatic, it's 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 Jesus and tongues. You got to speak in tongues. You got to cast out demons. It takes non-essential issues. If you're a Calvinist, it takes the five points of Calvinist, all non-essential issues, and it escalates them to essential issues. Right. So legalism takes non-essential issues and overemphasizes them. It, it makes them salvation salvation issues, right? Holiness deals on the essentials. What are the essentials of the faith? What are we contending for? What are those essential passages? First Corinthians chapter 15, Ephesians chapter two, John chapter three, right? It's about what, what is, what is our simple, uh, C.S. Lewis called it mere Christianity, right? Just, just simple Christian. What are those, what are the essentials? I'm concerned about the essentials. I don't care about your position on this thing, right? I don't really care what you think about secular music. I really don't care what you think. I really don't. I really don't. By the way, I don't really even listen to secular music. I like I don't, right? But I don't really care what you have to say about it, right? And legalism is about the law. Legalism is about the law. Holiness being set apart is about grace and truth. It's about grace and truth. John chapter 1 says Jesus came full of grace and truth. Can't overemphasize one and downplay the other. I'm going to pull up something from a, a church that was dealing with legalism, and, I, and I'll do my best to give you guys a backstory, and, and, I, and I apologize in advance for being graphic, okay? But this is going to be graphic, and I know you guys are like, oh, graphic. Yes, there's parts of scripture that are, that are fairly graphic, okay? So just just bear with me as I get through this, and, I, and I'm, I'll, show, I'll share a story from today that I think you guys will appreciate. Familiar with church history, important chapters in the Bible of church history. I don't mean like, you know, church fathers, creeds. I mean like, like church history in the scriptures. Uh, Acts chapter 15 is a very crucial passage. What was happening was you had uh, revival breaking out and you had the apostle Paul taking the gospel to the known world. And the church was becoming not just a sect of Judaism, it was evolving and becoming a Christianity as we know it today. And so what was happening was these Gentiles, these non-Jewish Christians who did not keep the law were getting saved. Okay. They were getting saved. And the debate in Acts chapter 15 is, well, what parts of the law do they need to keep? And what was happening was these Jewish Christians, remember, because Christianity started as a sect of Judaism, was telling, was telling these Gentile Christians, these non-Jewish, that they basically needed to get circumcised. So imagine you're a grown man, you're, you're, you're 30 years old, you find Jesus, you've never followed this Jewish law, and they're like, oh, cool, you got baptized, boom, now we're chopping some skin off your penis. Pretty crazy, right? And so this is a huge debate inside of Acts chapter 15, and they all talk about it, and they all figure it out. And the book of Galatians is written to the church of Galatia about this specific issue. And um, should these Gentile Christians maintain 
the Jewish law, these non-Jewish Christians who did not grow up with all of these different things, um, like circumcision, which was the biggest one at the time, believe it or not, should they maintain the law, right? Should they follow the law as their sense of righteousness, as their sense of, 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 of um, spiritual maturity, as a sign that they're saved, right? And this is what Paul writes in Galatians chapter uh, 5. He says, it says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Okay? Do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. What is he talking about? He's talking about this yoke of the law. And in Acts 15, he says it, hey, um, you guys weren't, you like, we're trying to put this law on these Gentiles who didn't grow up with the customonial cultural law, and we couldn't even keep the law, right? And so Paul writes, he says, look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Okay? If you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. If you're going to keep any of the law, some of you guys are like, yo, I want to keep the literal Sabbath. I have no problem with Sabbath. I Sabbath regularly, okay? I sleep regularly, like good sleep, okay? I have no problem with the Sabbath. But Paul's saying if you're going to keep one part of the law, you're going to literally keep one part of the law, you got to keep the whole law. You got to keep the whole law, Okay? If you're going to get circumcised, you got to keep the entire law. Every, all 613 If You're going to trip, trip out about not getting tattoos. You got to not eat, you know, meat with a, a, a little bit of blood in it. You got to not shave the edges of your brow, right? If you're going to keep one part of the law, you got to keep the entire law, right? You are severed from Christ who, um, you are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. Oof. Oof, you're falling away from grace. For though the Spirit, um, for through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly await for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision count for anything, but only faith working itself out through love. I know this is a shocker to some of you guys. Some of you guys still think that, that like, you have to get circumcised because we live in a, a Western society where that's normal. No, no, this is not, this is not a thing. Okay, if you come to faith and you're not circumcised, you do not need to get circumcised. Okay, and I've known people who literally did this as grown men, and we're like, no, 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 you got to sit and read the book of Galatians. Like you're not getting it. Okay, verse seven, you were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven, uh, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view in that and and. The one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted in the case of the offense of the cross has been removed? I wish those who unsettle, <laughs> I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. Whoo-wee. Did you got you guys understand what Paul's saying here? Paul is saying, hey, you you who who are who are who are uh, following and telling people to get circumcised, I wish you would just emasculate yourself, right? That's very harsh. That's very intense language, okay? It's very intense intense language, right? Let me go back. Uh, for you were called to free freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. This does not mean, none of this, just because we're not um, embracing legalism, that does not mean that you get to do whatever you want. 
That does not mean you get to be sexually immoral. That does not mean you get to be flipping with your language. That does not mean you get to just bask in sin because, well, Jesus paid it anyway. That's, that is, no, that is not what that is saying. Okay, you've been freed. Do not use your freedom as a way to indulge in the flesh. Okay, this is where I know I know it's a paradox. I know I know it doesn't quite make sense on a purpose on a service because our heart defaults. Martin Luther said to one of two ways: our heart defaults to legalism and, and 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 religion, or to rebellion. We go one of the two extremes. We go ah, you know, you just can't do nothing. Everything bad, 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 bad. Music bad, movies bad, culture bad, rap bad, art bad, food bad. Everything bad, right? And then you're you're more or less a Gnostic at that point because you've now taken everything physical and everything material and you've equivalent you, you've made it equivalent with bad, evil, right? Or we do the opposite. Oh, eat, drink, and be merry. You know how many Christian rappers I've had tell me, eat, drink, and be merry, bro. You got it. You know, it's all good. God, weed. Yeah, God made the plant, man. Yeah, bro. You got to smoke some weed. Got I mean, yeah. What, Jesus turned water into wine. What do you mean, bro? Yeah, I'm sleeping with my girlfriend, but, you know, there's grace for that. No! No, 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 no. Okay? That is, no. Do not, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay? Don't, don't use your freedom as an opportunity to serve the flesh. I know some of you guys are like, what? This is a contradiction. It's not a contradiction. It's, it's called a paradox. They're all throughout Scripture. They're all throughout Scripture. Okay? They're all throughout Scripture. You're free, but you don't just get to live any way you want. Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. I have the freedom to listen to secular music. <gasps> secular music's evil. This is demonic. No, no, no. I have the freedom. I have the freedom. I have the freedom. I just don't want to no more. I just don't want to. I just don't have no desire to. I don't. I have the freedom to, 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 to watch whatever I want. I just don't want to anymore. I don't want to. Right? Like, like I love... Fred Hammond and worship music and gospel music and preaching and, 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 and dope Christian music like I'm Rescued and Nick D and Paul Russell, right? And then my buddy got in the car the other day and he was playing Nas. And I was like, oh, man, I love Nas. Nas is dope. Wow. I like Nas. I didn't ask him to turn it off. I just was like, yeah. I didn't, and, I didn't, and it didn't make me stumble and go back and say, oh, Nas, my gosh, Nas is so great. I got to listen to Nas, and Nas is going to cause me to sin, and then I'm going to just go and cheat on my wife. And what? No, I was just like, oh, it's Nas. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't play that right now. It's a little early for Nas and, you know, all this craziness he's talking about. But, uh, you know. Sorry, I didn't say nothing, right? And so, and and so, and so, you have to know where you where you are. Why are you offended? Why are you offended? Why are you offended that your friend played has a liberty that maybe you just, you just I'm, not, I'm not into Nas like that. I, I don't think I listened to Nas's last two albums. And I used to be a Nas fan, like fanboy, right? And so, um, hopefully, this is this is clicking for you guys. But a lot of this stuff is rooted in pride, like. Like, pride is at the root of every offense. You being offended that Chance the Rapper or Justin Bieber or John Gabbana still smoke weed and that driving you to the point to leave a nasty comment to question their salvation is a reflection of your offense. And your offense is usually rooted in pride. That does not mean it's okay to smoke weed. That does not mean it's okay. Right? Like, this... 
This, this, this should be simple, okay? So I don't smoke weed. I don't really listen to secular music. I, I like, guys, I'm like that hip-hop Ned Flanders. Like, straight up. Like, I don't really do much, okay? So you wanting to be someone's fruit inspector over social media, over, over whatever, is just, like, so goofy. Yes, I said it. I, I'm trying not to say it. It is, it is so goofy to me that you think you're anybody's accountability partner over a YouTube comment section. What is Nas? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who is Nas? You just, yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just, just over your head. <laughs> okay. So, um, hopefully this is making sense. Okay. Hopefully this is making sense. <sighs> Can you tell that I'm triggered? <laughs> okay. For the whole law, for the whole law, the whole law, the whole law, the whole thing, everything, the whole law, all of it, all of it, for the whole law, it's fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you may not, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Okay? And then it goes on to say, verse 16, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Okay? You are not under the law. The law is just behavior modification. If you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. These are the works of the flesh. Sexual immorality, uh, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. Anonymity, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, uh, excuse me, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay? But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. For if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Okay? So, let's talk a little bit about what holiness is. Because I know that's what you guys are going to go. What about holiness? Well, we're going to talk about exactly a, a, a description. Holiness is about being set apart. It's about being different from the world. Okay? It's about being different from the world. So, Let's talk about holiness. What is holiness? Being different. Be holy as I am holy, says the Lord. Right? Okay, so holiness. Okay, it, it, it creates a dependency on Jesus. Holiness creates a dependency on Jesus. Why? Because when you are truly holy and you're living your life set apart, you discover that you're still a sinner, that, that, that there's none righteous, that even our good works are but filthy rags to God, and it creates a dependency on Jesus. It creates more of a dependency on Jesus and, 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 and a... The gospel isn't just for the non-Christian, it's also for the Christian. Amen? Okay? Uh, it doesn't take offense. Holiness doesn't take offense. Okay? It doesn't take offense. I told you guys, a lot of you guys are offended by stuff uh, that's really none of your business. Like, you're offended by stuff that's really none of your business, and before... Um, you stop to pray for the person and, 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 and maybe reach out to the person, you're quick to go and leave a nasty comment. You're quick to send a, a, a DM. Right, you're quick to pop off at the mouth in a way that you probably wouldn't even speak in person. Right, so holiness doesn't take offense because holiness is quite aware of it of its own shortcoming. Holiness is quite aware of its own blind spots. Okay, holiness is 
a set apart life. Your life looks different. Your life looks different than your non-Christian friends. Your life looks different than your um, than, than the world. Your life looks different. Okay, and that could look like a variety of ways. Your life should look different with the way you handle your finances, your time, talent, and treasure. Your life should look different in your marriage and how you speak to your wife, how you treat your children. Your life should look different with, 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 with the way you speak to people, with your tone and, and your gentleness, right? Your life should look different with you being a sacrificial person who loves his friends and, 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 and shares the truth with them in love and has grace for them, okay? So to set apart life. Holiness is a transformation from the inside out, okay? The, 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 the religion is all about the outside in. Do these works, do these things, right? Think about, every, think about every religion. Every religion is about do these things and maybe God will have mercy on you. Do A, B, and C and maybe God will be merciful on you and maybe he'll let you into heaven, okay? Holiness is saying, no, 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 no. Jesus did it all. Jesus did it all. And salvation is actually being born again from the outs, from the inside out. You get you get a new heart, you get new desires, and from, it's from the inside out. Your heart changes. You get a circumcision of the heart. Okay, it's not about an external thing. It's from the inside out. Religion is from the outside in. Right. It leads to more love, and it's reflected by the fruit of the spirit, which we just went over. Okay, it's reflected by the fruit of the spirit. It's reflected by the fruit of the Spirit, and it leads to us loving our neighbor as ourselves. That is what holiness is about, living set apart, right? Living set apart, laying down your freedom, laying down your freedom, laying down your liberties, okay? And and and, and, and not being super offended by every single thing that a, a newer Christian or a weaker Christian does, okay? So today, we go to the Safari Park. Safari Park is... Um, it's closer to us. It's under the zoo, and um, and, and and it's uh, it's it is a uh, uh, it's like, it's like a um, it's like a zoo, but they're in their natural habitat. Okay, it's like a zoo, but they're in their natural habitat. And we go and we, we we're there today, and we got to see uh, we got to see the chimpanzees, we got to see the lions, we got to see the tigers. It was really cool. And my son got himself a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of 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 uh, 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 slushy. There's a lot of sugar in it. Okay, and so uh, Levi, Levi, starts running up and down this hill, running up and down this hill. He's just jumping around, jumping around. He's just he's just he's turned right, and he's with his mom and dad. He's he's he's, he's under the umbrella of his family. He's he's in covenant, um, but 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 you know he's. This is the same Levi that wandered off. Remember I told you guys he wandered off at the bowling alley? So he's six now, okay? He's just having a good old time. And he's running around, and uh, and, and and at one point, my wife goes to use the bathroom. He comes back, and he does this jump, and he lands, and he, like, says he hurts his knee. So I'm, like, giving up a piggyback, piggyback ride. And then we, we're on our way out, and he does this thing where he's, like, walking on these little steps. I meant to grab a picture of it, but, he, you know, he was doing it so fast. He was walking on these little steps. And I kept telling him, like, yo, be careful. But he was just so, he just had so so much pent-up energy. He had this slushy, this, 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 this pleasure. He had this pleasure, and it tasted good. And he was so lit. And he, so he's walking on this little curve, and he keeps, like, almost misstepping, right? He missteps, and then one time he, like, falls down. I was like, dude, I just told you to be careful. I just told you to be careful. 
And he keeps walking down this thing. And then at one point, my wife, who's seven months pregnant, literally just grabs his arm and pulls him to her and keeps walking and is like, no, you're done. Like, you're not jumping up and down from everything. You're not doing all this extra stuff. Like, chill out. You know what I'm saying? Chill out. Like, stop it. Right? And he's not understanding that him jumping and running up this hill and, 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 and you know, kind of getting in people's ways is, is a bit of a distraction. It's a, it's, a, it's a bit disruptive. He doesn't get that. He's just, he's just having fun. He's high on sugar, right? He got, he got him a slushy. He's feeling good. Life is good. Now, we can get a little bit of pleasure and we could start acting like a freaking derelict in public. We don't really mean anything by it. We're just having a good time. We're within the body, we're within the, the family, we're with the father, <laughs> we're, we're in the church, and we're just turning up. We're just having a good time, we're having fun, right? We're, <laughs> right? we're, just, we're just like, we're just being a kid. We're just being a kid. We don't mean nothing by it, right? His intent in that is not to be malicious or to be a jerk, right? Is he being kind of bratty? Yes. Is he being a little, is he, is he, is he, is he a bit overconfident? Yes. He's a bit overconfident. Could he, could he have really hurt himself? Yes. He could have seriously hurt himself multiple times today, right? But he was just having a good time. He got a little bit of pleasure. And in our lives, sometimes we get, we get a little bit of pleasure and we start, we, we, we start turning up a little bit. We start acting like a fool. We start, we start, we start being uh, a little extra, right? As Christians, as children of God, this happens, by the way, this does happen. And how you know you're walking in holiness, how you know that God is real is that sometimes, not all the time, but a lot of times in my life, God will intervene. God will literally grab me and pull me out of some stuff right before I'm about to fall and bust my face and break my nose. God would literally intervene and pull me out of stuff right? Just the way my wife grabbed him and said, nope, you're done. You're not doing all this extra jumping around. You're not doing this, all this extra stuff, right? And, and, and I'm here like telling him, hey, listen, stop. You got to stop. You got to stop. But he's not listening. And my wife literally imposed and pulled him in, right? And we have to understand that sometimes in our pursuit of holiness, the objective is not to condemn, is not to just rebuke people. Sometimes the objective is to, is to pull people in and to say, hey, you got to relax. This could be disruptive. This could, this could cause us, other people to get hurt. You need to chill out, right? This is the beauty of the church, right? This is the beauty of the bride of Christ. This is the beauty of communi community. This is the beauty of all of these different things is, is you could pull somebody in and it may even feel abrupt and it may even feel mean and it may even feel uncomfortable for you to do it and, and for them to do it. My, my wife was seven months pregnant. It wasn't easy for her to, to, to yank a 50 pound kid, right? <laughs> and to, to pull him close so that he stopped wilding out. And so I say that to say, um, those of us that are in Christ need to be in positions where we can be corrected, where we could be, uh, you know, rebuked at times where we can be under uh, the, the covering and under love and under elders and under leadership. This does not happen and this does not go well over YouTube comment sections. This does not go well over Instagram comment section. You are not anybody's accountability partner on social media. I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you. Okay. And so as you're attempting to be holy, you slide into legalism because you don't quite understand just basic communication one-on-one that 90% of communication is nonverbal. What does that mean? That means the majority of communication is how you say stuff, your tone, your facial expression, and your body language. 
90%. And so you thinking that you're going to write a, a, a comment where 90% of it is lost in translation and that it's actually going to go over well, that it's actually going to translate into something that's going to be beneficial to somebody, that it's actually going to bring them to, to, to a, a true level of repentance, that the odds of that are slim to none, okay? It's very, I'm not saying God can't do it, but it, it's slim to none. So if you see someone doing something, if you see me and you think, oh my gosh, Ruslan keeps calling people who are legalistic goofies. I wish he would stop doing that. Why do you do that, Ruslan, right? Pray for me. Like really slow down and pray for me. Pray that God would convict me on that, okay? If you're seeing a Chance the Rapper still using profanity, knowing that he shouldn't, okay, or, or, or you feel about that, pray for that brother, Pray for him. If you see Lecrae doing something that you don't think he should be doing, go pray for him. Like sincerely pray for him. Pray that God would convict him. Pray that God would send people in his, in his real life to convict him. Stop trying to be people's accountability partner over social media. That is not your call. That is not your job. You are not in that person's life. And this is one of the reasons why legalism is so frustrating to me. Because not only does legalism completely um, deplete your influence and makes you look wild over social media, but it, it diminishes the work that God may be doing in that person's life. If you find offense in me, if you find offense in fill in the blank of whoever's popular in culture, and it's causing you, um, it's causing you offense, check your own heart first, please. Check your own heart first, right? And if you're going to continue to be flippant in a, in, in a comment section, and I've said this before, my comment section is like my home, okay? You're not going to pull up to my home and just talk to me any way you want to. You're not going to pull up in my chat and talk to me any way you want to. In front of my wife, in front of my, my son, you're not. That's just not, that's not, how, that's not how this works. You will get kicked out. You will get kicked out. Peace. Deuces. I don't, I don't, I don't want that energy here. Uh, you, you, you have a misunderstanding of just the foundations of what the gospel is, right? And so I, I would say, hey, listen, slow down. And, and work through these things. Slow down and pray for these things. And make sure your heart is not sleeping in legalism. Because when you are, you're misappropriating the grace of, of Christ. And you're not getting just the basic foundation of the gospel. That your righteousness, your righteousness is not as a byproduct of what you do. It's not a byproduct of, of, of what, you, um, what you don't do. Your righteousness is imputed to you because of what Jesus did. It's because of what Jesus did. Okay? And if you don't get that, you don't get the gospel. You literally just don't understand the gospel. This is one of my biggest triggers on social media. Pray for me. However, if you're going to pop off, you'll probably get blocked and you won't even know it. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Joshua the King came down and bore it all. Yeah. Conversations front of the fireplace. All of my mistakes out of wire race. Wanna operate at a higher pace Birth pains causing the body to dilate On a first name basis with the worst pain facing Moments in isolation See, I was hoping I would do this to get more family time A busy mind and worried heart is just not where I reside I subscribed that all that traveling wasn't due